Hey guys, when we started this project, we were not sure how hard it would be to edit, record everything, and then eventually distribute. But then luckily, someone told us about Anchor. Let me explain. First of all, it's free. Secondly, they have creation tools that will allow you to record and edit directly from your phone or your computer. They distribute your podcast for you. And the best thing is you can even make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. So download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. We're in a state of confusion. Questions on your mind. Send in Letitia and Brandy. Gonna help you unwind. We're hanging out together, even though we're long. We'll pass it on over. Sorry, we're stoned. All right, guys. So, holidays right around the corner. The end of 2020 is in freaking sight. I'm so pumped. Me too. But what we're going to do is we're going to take a little hiatus for sorry we're stoned we're going to wrap the season after this episode but even though we're going to miss you guys for a few weeks we're going to come back better than ever we've got some really exciting things in the works for the podcast and uh, tizzle and i were thinking that since we're going to take a couple weeks off from podcast episodes like maybe it's time to do another zoom so hit us up on social media and in the facebook group and let us know what you guys think would you like to join a zoom before the end of the year maybe we could have a little sorry we're stoned holiday party and then we'll be back strong in 2021. Or maybe even in January at the very beginning of the new year. So we can all celebrate 2020 being over. 2021. That sounds weird. Um, 2021 no, sounds, sounds weird. So weird. But I was thinking that could be fun to do like a little New Year's Day or something right after the beginning of the year. I really hope I'm very hungover on New Year's Day. Ooh, not me. I hope so. Because that means I will have had a great New Year's Eve. Oh my gosh. <laughs> I'm going to get you drunk. Don't listen to any of her stuff, people. We're all going to stay home and be safe. Well, we're going to stay home, but we're going to get wasted. Oh, yeah, true. Not wasted for me, just a little stone. So before we jump into this week's episode, we just want to give a shout out to our sponsor, BetterHelp. Actually, this is great for Noah's episode because Noah is really passionate about mental health awareness. She really is. And what I really love about BetterHelp is sometimes I feel like when you call and try to get into therapy, like there's such a long wait for therapists. I know we even had that with Noah sometimes that it was hard to get in for an appointment. And this is great because you literally start communicating with someone in under 24 hours. Plus, it, you connect in a safe and private online environment, so it's super convenient. You don't have to leave. And I think there's something to be said for feeling like safer and more comfortable in your own home. Absolutely. And I also love that this, it's not self-help. Like this is truly like you're getting a professional counselor. Totally. It's more affordable than traditional offline counseling and financial aid is available, not to mention the services available for clients worldwide. Yes. And there's counselors who specialize in so many things from like depression, anger, grief, relationship, LGBT matters, family conflict, self-esteem, pretty much everything. And it's all confidential. Yeah, I think during this pandemic, everybody has really, you know, focused on taking care of yourselves. And a lot of that is taking care of your mental health. So we want you to start living a happier life today. And as a listener, you'll get 10% off your first month by visiting our sponsor at betterhelp.com slash sorry. Join over 1 million people who have already taken charge of their mental health. Again, that's betterhelp.com. 
H-E-L-P dot com slash sorry. Great. So I saw you in rock decorated your Christmas tree. We sure did. What do you think? I am obsessed. It's everything. I've never gotten so many DMs about my Christmas tree before. Everyone's loving the white tree. It is so pretty. We have to do it every single solitary year. And honestly, all the ornaments are perfect as well. Like I love, I love all the champagnes. And you mm-hmm. still put the little pop of orange on there, didn't you? It's really coral. It's not an it's not even a coral. It's like a it's like a dusty rose. It's like a pinkish. Ugh, I'm obsessed. Nice. Honestly, I am just really getting into like I have never really been like a pink and like (laughs) things, but I just am loving pink right now and blush and creams. And Mm -hmm. that's why I think the tree is just so pretty. Yeah, we love it. What I do love about this tree is it's flocked and it comes pre-lit, even though it's a real tree. It's amazing. So yeah, I don't know. Maybe everyone thinks it's it's not a real tree that's asking where it where it's from, but it's it's a real tree, and we had it delivered, and it literally came flocked and lit, which was great. I had to do like almost zero work, which I love because <laughs> I hate putting lights on trees more than anything in the world. It's not easy. It drives me crazy, and then half of them don't work, and then I have scratches all over my arms, and it's just a nightmare. <laughs> So this is great. I feel like every year I'm like bleeding from the cuts from the evergreen of putting the lots on. Yeah. Glad I don't do that anymore. Yeah, me neither. I also ended up just wrapping. I have this like really pretty gray and white blanket that's usually draped over my bed. And I ended up just like wrapping that around the base. You know, it's the gray and white one with the white pom-poms on it. That's what I said. That's what I always do is use yeah. a really large throw. And I think that is so pretty. I saw that. It looks amazing. Yeah, it looks really good. So that's what I ended up doing. Although I do love the tree collars, but uh, I just didn't want to have to order something. I just, you know me, I need it now. Exactly. <laughs> me too. Always need it right now. My friend Missy sent me, she did a tree, what are they called? Collars. That's what collars. I'm Missy did a black tree collar in like this it was just so cute and like had all these black and white ornaments and her gifts were wrapped in black and white wrapping paper and it looked amazing and I'm like how did you know about this collar and she goes I heard the podcast (laughs) but anyway so her tree looked great with the collar I just loved it incredible well we're ready for you the the tree actually looks really sad because there's no gifts under it yet by the way I'm getting ready to leave for Nashville in a few days and I'm so excited can't wait for you to get here either i'm ready i'm ready i need a different i need a change of scenery yeah and it's gonna be so nice to record this podcast in person i know i can't wait it's gonna be so much fun and we're gonna get some of the family members on so i think it's gonna be really cool to do in person Mm -hmm. well speaking of family members coming on we have 10 minutes before noah joins so i feel like we should do a little off limits since you are desperate to talk about tv i have not stopped watching tv well tell me what you're watching Okay, well, first of all, I believe it's Manhunt Deadly Games. Did you start that yet? No. It is done. Is it about the Olympics? Yes. Okay. Unabomber. And it is so good. Like, I went through that so fast. It is so good. And I love it because even though it is a crime show, I mean, not a crime show, like something that really happened, but the thing about it is is besides just like trying to figure out and show like who did it and how they figured out who did it and the whole thing, 
there's such meaning behind some of the stories like one is this relationship between this older man and somebody that he's working with that's much younger that sometimes maybe will give up or really doesn't understand he just really guides him through the process and sh and just really makes him so inspired to never give up that it is just the best and coolest story like i love heart in a story like that and it has that and then they also really focus on this reporter who was the first person to kind of break the story that this guy named Richard Jewell is who the FBI were looking at. And it just like completely destroys his entire life. And it actually shows like, even though she tried to act like she didn't care that she was ruining his life, it really showed like her journey and what that did to her by kind of ruining his life and never telling the truth. And it is just so good. Wow. Okay. Yeah, you really need to watch it. It's amazing. And then, have you heard of a movie called Run? Who's in that? I think I have. Is it Sarah Paulson? Is that her name? Oh, it, I love her. She, was she in American Horror Story? Yes. Yes. She's in it. It is so good. I love it. It's a little out there. But you know what? Like, it's still so good. Again, I said, like, you is out there. Like, how he's had somebody locked in the basement and murders them and chops them up while everybody else is upstairs. That kind of a little, but it is really, really good because I didn't expect it to be what it is. I didn't expect that storyline at all. I don't know. It was just fun watching her. And she's just good. I mean, it is really, really, really good. And my friend Paula, she's the one that told me about it. Actually, she told me about Manhunt, too. But anyway, yeah, that was a fun movie to watch. And then... I haven't watched the next episode of Flight Attendant, but I'm looking forward to it. And so I need wait, to so wait, you've only watched episode one? No, I'm on episode like five. A Flight Attendant? Yeah. I thought there were only two of them out. No, more than that. What? Yeah. Let me look. Huh? I'm behind. I've only oh, seen yeah. the first two episodes. Oh, no, no. There's more than that. Let me look. Do you like it? I'm obsessed with it. Okay. I love Mikael Hausman. Like, I'm obsessed with him. Is that the dead guy? That's the dead guy, yeah. I'm obsessed with him so much. That's the guy that we always said that Rye looks like. Like, we used to that. That was oh, Rye's yeah, code name for someone. Although he was really buff in Game of Thrones when we compared him to Rye. So I feel like Rye was like, this is the guy you say I look like? And I'm like, he's skinnier now. He used to be very buff and, and very hot. I mean, he's still kind of – I think he's hot. Anyway, Ryan and I love the show. We watch it together. And uh, Kaylee Cuoco is growing on me. I actually really like her in it. I think she does a great job. Me too. Uh, I'm a big fan. I love it. So good. Now, Your Honor, and if they they may have released another one now, but there was only one when I watched it. But okay. I just think it's one of the most well-written, amazing shows that I've seen because I just love Bron Cranston. He is just everything. So anyway, those are the shows I'm watching. And I have been really digging some TV. Like I've really, yesterday, that's all I did. Wow. Yeah. So I'm all um, caught up. Are you still watching The Bachelorette? Because I feel like a few weeks ago you were all into it, but I haven't heard you talk about it. Okay. So, but yes. I watched, are you caught up on Tasha's season? Completely. Unless there was one since I've watched. I might have not seen one. So I was curious, uh, out of everyone who's left, who do you think she's going to pick at the end? If you had to say now. So I'm trying, I can't remember their names. We've got, at least if I, can, if I can remember them. We've got Brendan. We've got Zach. Love Zach one. We've got Ivan. Love Ivan too. I love Ivan. Uh, and who? Oh, Ben. Ben yeah. from Harvard. No, Ben's the army guy. Bennett's the Harvard guy. No to him. 
no to him. And then uh, Noah is the really young guy. Uh, Noah needs to G-O go. (laughs) Noah's arrogance is out of control. Out of control. He needs to go bye-bye. I know. Okay. And Bennett needs to wear some socks. Like, no. (laughs) Goodbye, Bennett. No Bennett. Ivan has definitely the best style of (gasps) it. I am loving Ivan. Like, why would she... Why would she not pick Ivan? Okay, so I look. I already loved Ivan before, but after this week's hometown, I'm like so obsessed with Ivan even more. Like he's just so adorable. He just like loves his brother so much, and his family just seems so close. I just think he's so precious. That's why I loved him from day one. I die for Ivan. Okay, first of all, loving he's from Dallas. He is everything and more. When I'm- he was talking about his brother. That's like, what I'm saying. But it was just, uh, being that in love with his family just makes me mm-hmm. love him. And he's cute and he's fun. And I don't know. I he's just chill. think he's, I like oh, that he's, he's chill. so chill. And his style is so cute. I think he is the total package. Me too. However, I don't think Tasha's as into him as she is a couple of the others. Well, that makes me mad. I know. <laughs> you know, but you know what? It's the classic, like the good guy finishes not first. <laughs> How are you feeling about Zach? I think she really likes Zach. So I, for me, I think the final two that she's choosing between are going to be Ben and Zach. Wait, That's what I think. Ben. Um, if you're caught up, Ben's the army guy, but he's the one that came out and said that he tried to kill himself on their one-on-one and told her about that. That's Ben. That is so sad. I know. Very sad. But very cool that you... Oh, I love Ben. You do? Yeah, I like Ben a lot. I think she likes Ben a lot. I'll tell you that. Okay. I do. I think Ben and Zach are going to be in the be the top two, the final, in the finale. And they're both super cute. I just think she likes both of them a lot. And I think she really, uh, after this week especially, like I think, even though we didn't get to see the real hometowns, I think the, I like I think when she pictures... Like her life either in New York with Zach or in Venice Beach with Ben. I think she really likes either one of those scenarios. You know what I mean? Like the idea of living well, in either. she's picking love based on a location. Well, no, but I think it's important to like visualize what your life is going to look like with these guys. That's true. You know. I like Ben a lot. I don't know. I think definitely think out of all of them, like Zach is definitely the most confident. And I think she really likes that. I love Zach. Mm-hmm. He could be, like, besides Ivan, maybe my favorite one for her. Yeah, I think so, too, actually. And I'm going to love that because he's a little older. He's been through a lot. And uh-huh. I just, I, I really, really like him for her. Because yeah. she's going to be moving to PA. <laughs> <laughs> I think he lives in New York City now. Okay, well... All right, that's enough batch talk. All right, so this week, Rye and I made these little, like, breakfast bowls. And he's really big on having, like, meat in everything we, that we eat. So we added some chorizo to our breakfast bowl. And I got to tell you, it was bomb.com. And that chorizo came from United Harvest. And the best part is, is I literally hate going to the grocery store. Hey. And I love that it's a new delivery company. And it's founded by actual ranchers. They provide the best cuts of meat 
that you can get, literally. I've been eating more meat lately as well. I am not the greatest cook, but I have really learned to cook some great like fillets and ribeyes. And I've been cooking it like on a Monday, like a couple of different pieces of meat and then literally just having it in different things for the week. Look at you go. Mm -hmm. Uh, What I love about United Harvest is that they work directly with North American family farms that uphold the highest standards of quality and animal care so important. So instead of an industrial factory, all of United Harvest Meat is processed in Oregon by an expert butcher and the end result is that you get a much more superior meat than from big supply chains sold directly to you at a surprisingly good price. So you guys got to check this out. The flavor is really out of this world. My mom and I have both been eating it. We love it. No hormones in this stuff. No unnecessary antibiotics. It's so good. So mom, tell them what they got to do. And also we have to say that there's so many different premium cuts like ribeye, New York strip, lamb loin chops, Wagyu, so many different things. So here's what you want to do. You want to go to unitedharvest.com. That's unitedharvest.com and enter the promo code STONE to get 20% off site-wide with your order of $50 or more. Whoa, it's a big discount. That's unitedharvest.com and use that promo code STONED at checkout. If you value quality, flavor, and convenience, check out unitedharvest.com and be sure to use our promo code STONED to save 20% off your order of $50 or more. I was going to say they should have just done unitedharvest.bomb. <laughs> oh my gosh. Ooh, don't go to that website. <laughs> You are nuts. Should we get young Nikki on the phone? Is it that time? It's seven. Okay. There's there young she Nikki. is. What's up? Hi. And I'm gonna take my dogs out because they are not being quiet. Mello just peed on this plant. <laughs> no. And I was like, Mello, I just got a new rug and we're not gonna start now. <laughs> Noah just got the best new rug ever. From where? It's so pretty. She was in New York and got it. Oh, that's the same mic we used to use. I need to, did I leave my mic there? I'm going to have to have you look. I left my computer there like months ago and I just texted her like the other day. Like, do you want my my computer? I know. Like a week ago, Brandy goes, does no one know she left her computer in Nashville? Yeah, I did. Which is what I should have done with my mic. Well, I don't need to bring one because Brandy has one always. True. I've got two. Mics? Yep. I don't need to bring one. Then I don't need to bring one. (laughs) That's that's exactly what I was saying. All right, stoners. Y'all know I got a lot from Tizzle here in the DNA department. Well, that includes thinning hair. Thank you so much, mother. Uh, I know. I've literally dealt with thinning hair my entire life. Same. And one of the biggest things that I noticed is once I started having kids, There was so much shedding of hair. It made me absolutely crazy. So when I heard about Nutrafol, I was so excited. Totally. So if you guys aren't familiar, Nutrafol is the number one dermatologist recommended hair growth supplement with over 1 million people seeing thicker, stronger, faster growing hair with less shedding. I have personally been taking Nutrafol for years now. I'm a big, big fan of it. And I think it's so important to address the root causes with the supplement so that you're really targeting, you know, the cause that's in like within instead of treating it purely from the outside with hair products. And for us older ladies, one of the biggest causes of thinning is menopause. Their supplements support healthy hair growth from within by targeting root causes of thinning, including stress, hormones, 
environment, nutrition, lifestyle, and metabolism as they evolve through a woman's life. Yep. They have a few different supplement options. So if you're not sure which one's right for you, you can take their hair wellness quiz on Nutrafol.com for a personalized hair health plan. So take the first step to visibly thicker, healthier hair. For a limited time, Nutrafol is offering our listeners $10 off your first month's subscription and free shipping when you go to Nutrafol.com and enter the promo code STONED. Find out why over 4,500 healthcare professionals and hairstylists recommend Nutrafol for healthier hair. Nutrafol.com spelled N-U-T-R-A-F-O-L dot com promo code stoned. That's Nutrafol.com promo code stoned. I was thinking you're very not stoned. You know what this podcast is called, right? Oh, no, 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 no. Oh, there she is. I know, Um, but then she'll she'll slur. (laughs) I won't slur. Mother, you slur. You are the stoner of the whole family. She is. Look at her lighting it up. Yeah, she's lighting it up before I am. Mm-hmm. She's been lighting it up. You oh, know what, guys? While we're here getting... Oh, I'm boy. reading this book called Finding Peace When Your Heart Is in Pieces. It <laughs> is so good. It is by Paul Coleman. And honestly, I'm only on like page 35 and I honestly would tell anyone to read this book. Anybody that's gone through a breakup or like really ended a relationship or someone's passed away and it's all about grief and it is incredible. And it really, honestly, last night I was reading it and it was talking about how when you're in, this was about a lady and she was in a marriage since she was like 17, raised her kids, all this stuff. And that she kept feeling feeling like her husband had fallen out of love with just her and her family. And like, he was always quiet. And she really, truly just felt like sad all the time. But feeling sad every day was actually better in her mind than getting out of this relationship and the fear of the unknown. So like, it was all about like how you stay in situations in general for comfort and for something that's predictable, even if it's bad. And if you could get into this mindset of when you're closing a door to a relationship or somebody's passed away, that if you use that moment as transformation for the good, or, and you really just have to sometimes trust the process. But anyway, it was about these four steps to always having peace of mind. And it is incredible. Wow. Send the book over. Send the book over, my I'm serious. Like, honestly... My, a friend got it for me and I just started reading it and just got so much out of it. And it w- wouldn't have to be if you've had someone in your life pass away. It's about like a relationship ending, a job ending, a, you know, any type of situation that you're in that's going to bring about major changes. It's just fear of not knowing what the next thing is, even though that next thing could be so much better than what you're in at the moment. It's just Miley is created by either past or present. What? I have, wait, that was, see, now I'm too stoned. Um, <laughs> anxiety is either created by past or the future. That's true. So mm-hmm. if you're living in the moment, then you are doing what dad always says and says the past does not equal the future the future is now <laughs> if you're living in the moment you're creating the future 
Uh huh. Okay, that's why I don't really have anxiety because I don't remember what I did yesterday, and like I don't really have a plan for tomorrow. I just kind of like do what's happening now. See, while mom was explaining the book, I was saying I I was thinking this goes for everyone but Brandy. (laughs) I know because Brandy just goes with the flow. Really, like when I explain you, Brandy, and I've been explaining the family a lot to a lot of people. I just (laughs) explain you as like. Brandy's the one with a normal head on her shoulders and and just if something comes at her, it hits her and she'll move on to the next thing and just deals with it and goes. Not really a bullshit type of gal. Like, you know, so like whenever you're sitting there and you're describing like a relationship that is like you can't get out of, I'm like, oh, Brandy does not stand for that. <laughs> <laughs> Brandy is like moving on like if one thing she is like nope out then i'm like it is crazy brandy made an ex-boyfriend get out and walk home on my 11th birthday he tested me he tested her he made him walk home in los angeles which he'd only been to like once had no idea how to get around we were in toluca lake it's so self you guys are making this way more dramatic it was also Maybe the nicest guy. Ever. (laughs) Very nice, but said the F word at me, and I was not thrilled. Brandy was not thrilled. But you know what? I will say that worked out great for her because she should not have settled for a guy that said the F word to her and disrespected her in that way. And she held out until she got a good man that would never do that named Ron Hart, and they are happily in love. Ron Hart. Name Ron Hart. I'm serious. Oh, happily in love. Oh my gosh. Tizzle. Last night, Ryan and I ate dinner at like five. So of course I was starving at 10, which is my bedtime. And I busted out the magic spoon cereal. Felt felt like I was just walking in my mother's footsteps. Honestly, magic spoon is my everything these days. <laughs> No, it really, truly is. Honestly, I drink so much uh, coffee as well. Like I get so much sugar and all the other things that I do that are bad. At least now that I've started eating Magic Spoon, at least I'm getting only good things instead of all of the sugar. Yep, we're talking zero sugar, 11 grams of protein, and only three net grams of carbs in each serving. They've got four flavors, cocoa, fruity, frosted, and my favorite, blueberry. It tastes amazing. Honestly, it's too good to be true because it's serious and it's not bad for you. Not at all. It's keto-friendly, gluten-free, grain-free, soy-free, low-carb, and GMO-free. So you guys got to check this out. Go to magicspoon.com stoned to grab a variety pack and try it today. And be sure to use our promo code stoned at checkout and you'll get free shipping also. And Magic Spoon is so confident in their product. It's backed by 100% happiness guarantee. So if you don't like it for any reason, they'll refund your money. No questions asked. That's magicspoon.com slash stoned. Again, use the code stoned and you'll get free shipping. Thanks, Magic Spoon, for sponsoring the podcast. Well, well. should we continue rambling about your guys' issues or should we, should we start DRMT? Let's start some DRMT, which is actually this week, Dear Noah. Oh. Yeah, it's pretty much Dear Noah. Mom, why don't you tell young Nikki uh, what DRMT is? Because I'm sure she's <laughs> never listened to our podcast. Um, I absolutely have. <laughs> you have? Yes, I know it. Wow. So this week, since we announced so early that you were coming on, a lot of stoners have questions for you, Noah. Let's get started. Okay. I'm ready. Hey, y'all. My name is Sam, and I'm from New York, and I'm a huge fan of the Cyrus family. 
So my question is for Noah and Tizzle, and that is, what is your daily smoking routine? Are y'all wake and bakers, only before bed, all day? And along with that, are there any daily tasks that you just got to do stone? I personally love my stone showers. I like to smoke and read. Definitely like to smoke and do my makeup. Anyways, I love y'all, and I'm obsessed with this podcast empire that you're building. Shout out to Brandy for giving Tish the Dish a platform for all of us to finally get to appreciate her in all her glory. Love y'all. Bye. I think she's stoned right now. Well, I love her. Um, Me too. I love that she knows that Brandy is like just a goddess. Um, (laughs) My smoking routine is kind of in the midst of changing, but usually it would have been wake and bake. Get get wake up, smoke weed, repeat activity, smoke weed, like basically just all day, like through the day until I go to bed. But now, because you know, I everyone knows I have anxiety and I have my you know depression and and stuff that holds me back. Um, with taking care of that, I also wanted to kind of you know jump on the fact of taking care of my voice and my health and my anxieties now. And I think a lot of that was brought by the weed and, you know, it's hard for me to sing an entire show for an hour, hour and a half after I've been smoking weed for, you know, like all day before. And, you know, your voice sounds like it does now, like mine, I'm smoking right now. And then I go and sing and it's hard for me to sing. So right now I'm trying to like, slow down and it's definitely more of like an evening and night thing for me right now but it kind of like also depends on like the setting or like the day or like i don't know it's gonna like change and fluctuate obviously but right now i'm just trying to work on doing it evening and night just to like save my vocal cords and to maybe you know see if this will help with my anxiety and depression and if i see a change in that then we know like that was one of the factors that you know was making this worse or whatever so that's me mom you know what me too noe i mean i literally and just thinking that i'm trying to go back to being more just evenings Usually, like wake up and grab a joint you would not that was I would never. Like you've always been an evening person you know what? I started, it like kept getting earlier and earlier. And I just do not want to get in the habit of that because then like sometimes it will make me tired. So I've been really trying to go back to more in the evenings, especially during the week. But on the weekends, like if I do smoke during the day, I do not know why, but anytime I smoke weed and I'm up and around during the day, I cannot stop doing interior design. It is insane. Mm-hmm. And that can be working with the plants and moving them around or like, but my brain immediately just starts going to working on my house. Yeah. I I feel like you go into like working on your house, even if that's like, she'll arrange the potted plants over and over (laughs) or she'll go to the garage and she'll start. It's not even like decorating because like, it's like Organizing. organizing. It's she'll go to the garage. I'll pull up. I'll pull up it's, to the house and mom's out there in her white sweatpants and her white or her, or her Fallon, her Fallon sweatshirt. And she's organizing the garage or honest. Now that you say this, I swear, I do think weed makes me a little OCD. Sometimes that could be a good thing though. You've always been mom. 
I have always been, but it's like on steroids. Like really, I smoke and I really want to start organizing shit. Well, come over and do that at my house, please, when you get here. She's going to be, oh, you know her basement's going to be like done by the time. It's already done. It's pretty much done now. She was literally decorating her basement like up until we were literally putting our bags in the car and getting in the car for the airport to fly back home to LA. Like it's true. My thing that I do when I'm stoned, like if it's not being lazy and like just laying on the couch watching TV is probably like I come into my studio and I listen to mixes and I just like want to get my work done. So I guess it's kind of like my mom with cleaning stuff out, but like I just want to like listen to the music or like the music videos that I haven't put out yet, I like watching them to make sure there's nothing else to edit or I'll, like you said, go do my makeup, like just for fun. And then, you know, whatever. But I have also two dogs. So, and mom has dogs. We all have dogs. Also, I just hang out with them. (laughs) (laughs) I sometimes think they hear me. I had like way too much of a real like conversation with Mello and he peed on my plant today. (laughs) Well, (laughs) Noah, did you ever, did you ever watch the art of racing in the rain? Yes, I made Lucas watch it, and he, like, wanted to kill me. That's the darkest movie ever. What does that have to do with it? Well, I, the dog understands English. I think they do. Uh-huh. I think if you come to them with less of an emotional way of getting upset with them, and you just say, like, Mello, <laughs> we're not going to start this. We have white rugs. Like, we're not, we're not starting this. Pissing on the plant's not an option. Go, out, go outside and finish. He went straight to the grass. He got it. Before I let him back inside, I said, yo, we're not doing this again. <laughs> I swear to you. This is before I let, let the blunt. I was, we're not doing this again. And he looked at me with his eyes, and I think he got it. <laughs> I can't wait for Melly and Astra to be able to play. Well, Astra's getting spayed tomorrow, so she cannot play for oh, probably yeah, seven days. Hell? Seven days. No playing. And Trace's dogs are crazy nuts okay we're off topic we it's gonna take us an hour to get through each voicemail here we go oh my god hey Noah, huge fan first of all uh congratulations on the grammy nomination i am super excited for you this is jake morgan by the way i wanted to know i know this year has been pretty hard on everybody um i know one thing for me is i i find myself i'm a screenwriter actually i'm finding it hard to be motivated to write I just haven't been writing because I just feel so unmotivated. So my question to you as an artist, how do you keep yourself motivated throughout this uh, pandemic? Yeah. <laughs> Aw. Okay. Dick Morgan well, sounds cute. I know. Uh-huh. Dick Morgan. Hi. Are you single Dick Morgan? Can I set you up with my sister Noah? <laughs> Anyways. Well, I think in the beginning of quarantine, it was really hard for me to be creative and I had a lot of distractions and I had a lot of things going on in the beginning. And I also like, I think everyone, or I can't speak for everyone, but everyone I know was in this like sweatpants, not leaving the couch, watching shows and, you know, laying around for like weeks. And that was just like, what quarantine, what we thought it was. And then I think everybody started, you know, there were things that, you know, we needed to take action for, and there were things that people needed to start working for. And I think that got into getting people to be more self-motivated because they were motivated for other people. 
And so I think then it came into a thing of working on yourself and self-reflection and, and learning and growing. And I lost my grandma and, and um, that was really, really hard. And that somehow it, not to get too deep, but it made me like reflect a lot on myself personally and like what I should be doing, who I should be doing it with. And all of that comes into play. And I actually got more creative once I like took more control and started working on myself. But when I'm, when I have a lack of motivation, you know, I, I look, I'm more of like a visionary person. So like things that I see really inspire me more than like, if I was to unfortunately pick up a book and mom will tell you that's true, less, I'm less motivated. So like, you know, I'll maybe watch one of my favorite films. I like sad movies. So I'll watch one of my favorite sad movies and that would maybe like spark, you know, emotion towards something that relates to me in my life. And then I start thinking about it and then I have something to go write down in my notes and something to play on my piano and something to kind of start there or, I go on a drive to like think of things and I'll like go for a drive whenever I need to clear my head. And sometimes I'll pull over and I'll start writing down in my notes, all these ideas, or I'm singing in my, your recorder thingy in your phone. I'll go and sing into that and I'll have, you know, melodies. And then whenever I get with Peter Harding, who I love writing with so much, or, you know, go into a session with anybody on Zoom, then I have all these things to write with. It was a little hard for me to stay motivated because I definitely had a lot of distractions recently. But like, you know, just getting yourself refocused on you, I think is the start on that. Because when you're the most clear headed with yourself is whenever you're able to create more. That's my well, now we all love that. Mr. Morgan, but um, yeah, love you so much. Let's let's get it in the DMs. I was just going to say, Jake, you got to hit some, one of us up so that you can get hooked up with No-No. <laughs> You're for it. All right, next question. Hi, Randy, MT, and special guest Noah. So excited to be listening to you guys. I love the show, by the way. So I have a question for... Noah, and I wanted to ask, Noah, how do you know or feel as an artist what to do or to put out? For example, how did you know that all three was going to be your next single, which is very good, by the way. All right, that's it. Thank you, guys. She's cute. Uh-huh. Well, hi. But honestly, I just I want to put out music that is like the most personal to me and my life and what I write about is so like like the other day I sent mom a song and I said I just wrote this basically five minutes ago about so and so and I send it to mom and that's like how I write and I and I just you know every every song for me has a story and even the story of how I create the song has so much to play in it you know when I wrote July this the way that PJ and I just really connected and we were able to talk and it, and it was one of the best songs that I've ever written. You kind of feel that, at least for me. And so, you know, with all three, I had about four songs that I could have chosen to be a single and maybe would be more of a popular single. I, I don't know. But for me, it's about the music that makes my heart happy, but also like hurt 
because like I made music that kind of hurts. When I hear my music, I feel uncomfortable because it's so personal. It's really hard for me to hear. When I was filming the video for all three, it was kind of hard for me to film because of how personal the video, the song is. It was a bit hard for me to film and recreate the relationship that I'm speaking about. It was kind of, you know, triggering and emotional. You know, there were a few times I needed to just go in my space where I was getting ready and like, take a, take a second. It's, it's just when things are really close, it's hard. But that's the, the beauty about music and why I love music. My very first song that I ever learned was Seasons in the Sun by Terry Jacks. And that song is about him saying goodbye to all of his friends and family before he dies. And I think I just learned to appreciate sadder and darker songs that make people uncomfortable, I guess, or, or push a little boundary. Be, and and that, that's something that I'm not afraid of because that's my mind. That's where my mind goes. And I have to put that out somewhere. So, you know, I think it just, it all rolls into play with what I feel is the most real to me and what I feel is the most, most authentic for me to put out. And I just want to keep doing that with every song that I put out. That's why I have to brag and say with Noah, I think the reason I love her music and I say it every time that I put something up on social media is the reason that I love the music is it is always just so real, authentic, raw, like emotion. And I love that she goes, you know, I could have put out something that was more, that may have been more popular. And I think that's the difference about a lot of like pop music is people put out what's going to be popular, but people you know, might get played on the radio or whatever. And I love that Noah's music is so personal that that's not the first thought. It's like, I want people to hear how I feel. Like you're never going to transform and grow if you're not uncomfortable, you know? And I think uncomfortable music, you hear it and it does make you grow. You might want to be better, get out of a bad relationship. Because when I hear that song, that's what I think about is... No, that's just why, like, I love July so much. Is like, mm-hmm. I, I had so many fans come to me. I miss my meet and greets so much because I, they would come to me and they would tell me, like, July helped me get out of a really bad relationship. And that's the most uncomfortable feeling in the world is to get out of a bad relationship. Mm-hmm. Because you are reliant and dependent on them. And, and it's really, really hard. And I've, found, my, I, I've found myself in plenty of relationships like that and so when when they come to me my meet and greet becomes more than a meet and greet and there's like you know my tour manager and 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 zach and everybody yelling at me okay you got to do the next person i'm like one more minute we're talking you know and we're trying to we i I just want to have the discussion with my fans about you know i put out the song for that exact reason so i want to hear whenever they have their story to tell me of why they relate to that song and you specifically asked about all three and you know when I wrote it again it was part of quarantine so Grady and I wrote it through zoom I was in a I was in a very I was in a relationship and I was out on the tennis court and I was just like sitting outside and I was writing this song and it just like all was so personal and I think every relationship has its trials and tribulations and you know however brandy 
not Brandy, but every relationship has its trials and tribulations. And um, all three is about that, about trials of tribula- and tribulations of a relationship. I wanted to get that out in the moment. And it, you know, I think there's a reason why, like, they say love and war, because I feel like love and is war sometimes. And, and you kind of get lost. You get lost. Seeing, and I don't think it's supposed to be. That's where I was getting to, Mom. You you get lost between the blurred lines of of it being unhealthy and it mm-hmm. being healthy enough. And that's that's definitely where I've found myself in in tricky positions. Mm-hmm. Well, I will have you guys know, Ryan. I do have arguments, and you it, do. It, it usually is somehow us arguing about who's more stubborn. Well, that would be you, too. No, he is just as stubborn as me. Honestly, honestly, I can see that. Thank you. Really? We'll start start arguing about something stupid, and then somehow the argument ends up being who's being more stubborn. But you know Um, what? That's another book I read that Pastor Dave wrote called Healing Conversations. And it's about how we get to the point where we want to be right so bad. (laughs) That the smallest argument will turn into like two days of just being off with each other. Uh All because you want to be right so bad that you'll hurt someone or they'll hurt your feelings or you'll hurt theirs. Just because you really, really need to be right. And Uh how like if we acknowledge that, we can make that stop. Uh Uh-huh. Mom, I need to send you like dear MTs. (laughs) (laughs) I don't get this advice on the daily. Oh my God, you can call in any time. All right, let's get to the next voicemail. Hey guys, my name is Jessica calling from San Diego. First, I really wanted to say thank you to Noah. I feel like her music really allowed me to realize that I'm a lot less alone and I've been battling with depression for a really long time and I'm 20 years old and up until last year when like her music was coming out and everything, it really made me want to go out and seek help and now I see a therapist and a psychiatrist. So I really want to say thank you to Noah. I feel like I owe a lot of my life to her and her music. And I love all of you guys, too, like the Cyrus family and everything. Um, my question for Noah is what helps you kind of, like, what do you resort to to find, like, your happiness, like, when you're feeling really low? Because for me, I uh, I really love fashion. And if I can, like, watch a runway show or listen to a fashion podcast, it really allows me to pull me out of, like, the rut that I'm in. So I was just wondering what you resort to for that. All right. Thanks. Bye, guys. Love you. Well, I love her. Me, I too. I love her. Jessica. What a sweetheart. I love you. Okay. So first of all, the step of you going and finding yourself a psychiatrist and a therapist is like the most amazing step that somebody can actually make for themselves. You know, and honestly, I love it that Noah truly stands by that. Noah actually does therapy and she really encourages me to start seeing a therapist And like, I love it that Noah doesn't just say that, but she really does work on herself so much. And just recently, Noah literally sent me a number for another therapist. You know, she called her therapist to get me a number. And that is one of my New Year's goals is to really, I've never really done therapy, but I really think it's time. And so you can keep answering Noah, but I just wanted to say you inspired me to see a therapist. I love you. Thank you. And I think, you know, a a thing I'd like to point out is sometimes it's hard for some people to get those resources and the, and the help that they really need, like a psychiatrist and a therapist. So, you know, what, what made me want to start the conversation was when you feel lonely, you are not alone there. You are going to find one person to 
talk to or some you are going to find the help whether that comes down to a resource hotline or going online and talking in a like a like a chat a chat room um Mm -hmm. so many things that you know can come down to you being less alone that you can find the resources what what was her initial question mom Mom does this to me too so her question was um, mom does this this to me often her question was like when you're feeling low or or down like what what do you turn to to pull yourself out of that and like what makes you happy and what cheers you up honestly I usually call mom first whenever I'm really sad and then you know Something I've learned also, though, when I get down and stuff is being okay that I'm alone while that's happening. So usually my initial reaction would have been, you know, I call mom, I hang up with mom, I call a friend, see if they can come over. I call another friend, see if they can come over. But I kind of wanted to learn how to deal with those things by myself because you're not always going to have somebody to come to you right away. And that's whenever my anxiety got really really bad and i'd freak out and i wouldn't have anybody and i would go into these manic panic controls and i and i start you know the the way i my reactions towards people and i i was so sensitive i needed to learn how to be alone and 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 have my my anxieties and 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 my depression kick in and you know it was really hard because mom mom can vouch for this that you know struggling with my body dysmorphia during quarantine has really, really, really been a struggle for me. There's been a lot of battles through that. There's been a lot of battles through personal things. And, you know, a lot of that has been making my anxiety and my depression change a lot where I've been really, really good and I've been really, really strong, but there's times I've been really, really down. And that's okay. Keep it moving. Keep it rolling. Keep, you're not. Mm-hmm. You're not broken. You're not damaged. We're twenty. You know. I know. I know people who are damaged, and they they won't want to change. But the drive to change is the best drive you can have. You guys, um, I'm telling you, Naomi, finding peace when your heart's in pieces. It's exactly what it's about. Because yesterday, I was spinning so out of control yesterday, and this I, that has not happened to me since I was in my twenties. But ever since Mammy passed away, why didn't you call me? I just cannot quit having those moments of just those moments when you feel when you are spinning so out of control and you just cannot get a grip. It's terrifying. Yeah. Like when I just feel like I'm just going to crawl out of my own skin, like crazed. Like that's how I felt yesterday for a few hours and I hated that feeling and I was just trying to figure out and so I picked up this book and honestly it just opened my mind to exactly what you're saying is like you have to step out of the comfort zone because the comfort is predictable but that doesn't mean that it's good for you which is also what all three is about is I should fall for somebody good for me but like we have to make the choice to snap ourselves out of it and choose for that transformation to be towards something so much better. Mm-hmm. And I think if you really learn that, like I did not learn to be alone until quarantine and I just happened to get, we got stuck in different places. And so it was the scariest thing in the world for me. And I was feeling so triumphant that I had felt okay being alone. What a good and word. Triumphant. No, I'm so and, triumphant. And triumphant. mom passing away and like just 
that's the second that that's really the scariest thing that could ever happen to you in your entire life and all of a sudden now i'm feeling those panic attacks and those mine aren't even panic attacks thank goodness not yet let's hope that's not coming but it's just this feeling of like coming unraveled oh boy (laughs) (laughs) yesterday i was coming unglued (laughs) and i started reading this and realized that this is my decision to step up practice gratitude and take this time to transform into something stronger, better, greater, more wonderful. And that's just what I'm going to do. Well, I think that's the big thing is like, I feel like a lot of people probably feel like things are out of their control and there's nothing they can do to make things better. If you can make that switch in your, in your mind, I do have the power to just choose differently. Like you really do have that power, but I think it's getting to the point where you can truthfully like say that. And that's where the change comes. And and wanting to. Yes. Whenever it comes down to change in any way, whether that's personal change or, or or a relationship or whatever, you're not going to get out of the relationship. You're going to, you're going to keep going back and forth and back and forth and back and forth until you're actually really done. You're not going to like, you're not going to just like break up and stop. If, I mean, if you're like a healthy person, you are, but like, if you're like, you're gonna, you're, you're not gonna, you're not gonna do something until you want to like genuinely. Mm-hmm. And like, that's where it all comes from. And, and another thing before I, we answer the next question, I would like to say with my anxiety, the way I pull myself out of that is like the five senses. I don't know if you like know that about that, but it's like whenever it's whenever you're having a panic attack, you let's see if I do this in the right way. You pick out five things you can see, four things you can feel, three things you can touch. I just said feel. No. You can hear, taste. Two things you can take. Uh, two th- one thing you two things you can smell, and one thing you can taste. So let's try to do that one more time. So it's five things you can see, four things you can feel, three things you can hear, and then um, (laughs) two things you can smell and one thing you can taste. I may have taken the feel and hear thing mixed up, but (laughs) those are like the the base things. So I'm a little stoned right now. But Is that what you're supposed to do to pull yourself out of a panic attack? That's what I do in the midst of a panic attack. Or I'll do my breathing exercises, which I've learned in through your nose for seven, hold for eight, and then out your mouth for 10. And you like really, really push the air out of your mouth. Like, so like, like it's really dramatic, but like you can do that. I never do that because it's super embarrassing. I don't even do that when I'm alone, but that's like how you're supposed to do it. Have to like really like, you have to make an effort because it's like all about the focus on something else. With my depression, with my depression, I told you, you know, I either call mom or whatever, but I also have, again, I mentioned my dogs and like whatever that make me happy. And I just like, I swear when I'm crying, I'll literally call Mello into the room and like just lay with Mello <laughs> and like we're Marshall and Marshall, he's such a rat. He sleeps under my bed, but like, it's just finding something that brings you comfort in those moments. Sammy <laughs> always looks terrified. <laughs> yeah. It's not always. <laughs> Just ignoring the issue and finding something to to distract you. Okay, we're gonna need to move this board. I need to go pack. Okay, one more question, and then I haven't packed. Me either. You guys are crazy. Here we go. 
Hi, Brandy and Mama Tish. This is Emma. This is a question for Noah. So I remember um, as a kid watching, I guess it was Billy Ray's like special on CMT, and Noah was singing Little Red Caboose, and I thought it was so cute. But I just wanted to ask her, what were her favorite memories of being in the industry before she was really in the industry? I know she's on Hannah Montana a lot. She was, she did Ponyo. Um, so like, what were her favorite memories of being p- part of the industry as a child? Thanks, guys. Love you. Bye. Little Red Caboose, huh? Little Red Caboose, chug, chug, chug. Little Red Caboose, chug, chug, chug. Little Red Caboose behind the train. Train, 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 train. Mom, you always throw me off key a little bit. (laughs) (laughs) Well, uh, before I answer this question, Mom, I was in the... Oh, this was actually Miley. And like, oh, it was me and Miley. Okay, we were mixing I Got So High That I Saw Jesus. That's why I felt like I was a part of this. Okay, we were mixing I Got So High That I Saw Jesus, our remake. And uh, mom's in the background singing it. And we're like, oh, we that that was flat. And then it's like, no, that was mom. Like, <laughs> <laughs> that was mom. Uh, what was her? Uh, oh, my favorite things as a child. Okay. Yeah. memories, yeah. I've been very straight up. There was not a lot that I loved about it. I loved riding horses, to be honest with you. But Ponyo was really, really, really sick. And I am so stoked that I was a part of Ponyo. And I really am like, that was such a just iconic movie to be a a part of. And I have so much respect for literally every single actor and actress in that movie that it was just so crazy that that was my one and only movie that I've done as a child and like (laughs) and that I'm literally Liam Neeson and Kate Blanchett or uh, yeah they were my parents Tina Fey was Frankie's was Frankie's mom Betty White and all of these people in the movie this is my Matt Damon Matt Damon all of these amazing people were in this movie so like to look back at this and also be a part of a Hayao Miyazaki film is just really really and not to mention you were freaking Ponyo yeah, yeah, I was, and I was amazing. So it was just honestly to look back at it, and I watch the movie now. The movie has such an incredible meaning about taking care of the ocean and and global warming and all of this that I'm actually genuinely so happy I was a part of that movie because I love the meaning and I love every character and I love every person that was a part of that. And and being a part of again a Hayao Miyazaki film was just something that as an adult, like I I geek out over now. Again, another thing was, you know, having the memories of going on tours with, you know, I think my youngest memory of going on tours, obviously with my dad, but the one with Miley would be the Cheetah Girls tour. Mm -hmm. And I think it was just that traveling and being together and we all got to experience things in different countries and, and different cultures that you got to learn about together and go and see all these beautiful places and you experience that together it sounds it sounds silly and in the moment I actually don't think I appreciated it but looking back at it now like as an adult you really appreciate spending that time you know where I wasn't able to do much I had a broken arm but I was still (laughs) going around And I was with mom and Miley and the fact that I was still with my family and wasn't missing that time right now, more than ever, I'm extremely grateful for like all the time that I did spend with them. So I think it was the time that I was able to spend more time with my family that this this life gave us an advantage of being with my family more often. I, I went to a school where 
you know, you were able to do your work from from home if you were doing <laughs> acting or whatever. But then I did homeschooling and then all of that. So I was just able to do everything with my family. And that was just probably my favorite part of it. And probably now I don't even think I have a favorite part of being in the industry. There is no like, ooh. but I love making music and I, you know, I love making art. So that's, that's probably the most positive is, was once I was able to was once I was making my own art. And, you know, before that, it was it was family related, period. Cute. Well, do you kids need to get to packing? I do. Mom and I both laughed at the homeschool thing because we know I never did it. <laughs> <laughs> Look at you now, though. You're thriving, so it's all and fine. And honestly, I feel like the things that we did for homeschool that you actually learned more, and that was from traveling. And I don't think you need to sit and look at a book for school. But anyway, okay, well, no, I love you as a guest because you in just school, sit and talk. And we... <laughs> Stay in school, kids. Stay in school, kids. <laughs> okay, it's time to wrap this up. Okay. Young Nikki, thank you so much for coming on the podcast. I feel like this episode's going to be a huge hit. I think you gave some really great advice to the stoners. I love you guys. Brandy, I'll see you in two days. Mom, go pack. That was new song. The video is out. So if you guys haven't seen it, go watch it on YouTube. Also, okay. Noah has a podcast of her own. Noah. Oh, shout out moment. Uh, <laughs> oh, yeah. I have a podcast called In My Feels. I'm also a vocalist. Um, <laughs> and I... And I and I do have music on the net. You can find me on Apple Music or what do they call it? Spot Spotify. Yeah. So, so you can find me on all platforms on the tube or um, <laughs> or on the talk. So yeah, find Real quick. Me, find me there. Final last words. Are you watching The Bachelorette? Who's your favorite, and who do you think is going to win? I love Zach. Me too. But I'm also maybe three or four episodes behind. Has he been caked off? No, he's still in it. So I love Zach and I love Ivan. I love Ivan. Ivan. He's so cute. I hope he doesn't pick him so I can. He's (laughs) so cute. His style's so, so cute. What I was going to say something else. Yeah. Oh, you can follow her at Noah Cyrus. Oh More importantly, though, make sure you're subscribed to Sorry We're Stoned wherever you listen to podcasts so you never miss an episode. Make sure you give us five stars and a nice review. And we will see you guys in 2021. Wait, 2021. It sounds so weird. Woo! Okay. 21. You guys have the best holiday ever. Love and we. You guys. Yeah. Bye, stoners. Bye, stoners. Bye, guys. Hey, it's Bobby Bones, executive producer of Make It Up As We Go, the brand new podcast from Audio Up and iHeartRadio, brought to you exclusively by Unilever's Nor and Magnum brands. The story follows the songwriter's journey as well as the songs themselves and how they make it to country radio. From executive producer Miranda Lambert and creators Scarlett Berg and Jared Gutstadt, a story inspired by the competitive world of Nashville writing rooms, featuring original music by Scarlett Burke, director and executive producer, featuring some of the biggest names in country, including Nicole Gallagher. And everything I'm working out is, everything just working out, it's feeling like a Monday on a Saturday night. Make It Up As We Go drops October 8th, only on the iHeart Podcast Network, in association with Audio Up Media, 
created by Scarlett Burke and Jared Gustav. We can make it up as we go. This podcast has been brought to you by Podcast Nation.